This is the Chris and Dan Garbage to Gold podcast. I'm Dan, and the guy with a goofy grin sitting next to me, because the Atlanta Braves are in first place, is Chris. Yeah. What's up, man? You doing good? I'm good, man. You? Oh, I'm doing great. We've got a great show for you. Today, we're talking about running from God. You ever ran from God, Chris? Man, what? I mean, you know what God wants you to do. You know he wants you to do something, but you don't do it. Right, I want to do what I want to do. And it doesn't always go as planned. Yeah, not usually. It turns <laughs> out to be something good. Uh, we're going to talk about this, plus more. It's going to be a great show, so let's get it. You ready, Chris? Yeah, yeah. So, Chris, do you believe in life and other planets? Man, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. You, you ever seen uh, aliens? Like, for real? <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you? No, no, seriously though. I mean, I mean, what, what do you think about aliens? Do you think that there's life on other planets? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, why do you think so? Because I mean, <laughs> like we've seen footage of Mars and we haven't seen any forms of life. Well, I think God's already wiped them out. <laughs> I don't think you want to have this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you think that there, that there was life on other planets of one? I mean, point, at I'm least sure on Mars. There's still, yeah, on Mars. But yeah. I'm sure there's still life out there. Yeah. I mean, because we're not the only ones. Because look, God loves diversity. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there are green people like with huge eyes. <laughs> Or, you know, I mean, yeah. I'm telling you, there's and, and, and that's, that's a good point I because, I mean, that's what God does. God creates. Right. And so why would we think that he limits his creation to just one planet? Right. There's On the other side of the universe, dude, there are planets. Mm-hmm. Honey, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think, man. Yeah. So, Chris, the NFL season got started this weekend. You watch football? You're more of a baseball guy, right? Yeah, no football. So I do. A, I like to do fantasy football, and now they got fantasy everything, right? I, I've got a fantasy baseball league, fantasy basketball. Uh, they got hockey, soccer. I mean, you can do fantasy with just about everything. So I thought maybe a good segment would be doing a fantasy Bible, to where we each have a team and we have certain Bible characters on our team, and so we'll set up a draft and you know, we'll take turns choosing our Bible characters, and then we can let the listeners decide which the best team is. Whoever gets the most votes is the winner. And so we'll post this on our Facebook page. Go on there, vote, and tell us which team you think is better so we're going to do a draft and uh see we should flip a coin right to see who goes first sure okay you got a coin what did you call oh heads okay oh man oh did it play on tails (laughs) yeah okay so so i draft first (laughs) (laughs) yeah you go first okay all right we got to establish some rules here first though right so anybody in the bible is up for grabs you can draft anybody that you want to in the bible but you can't draft jesus because Because that team would win, right? Yeah. He's going to be on the winning team. Always. So I'm drafting first. I get the number one pick. All right, so my number one pick is going to be Paul. DJ Paul. <laughs> He's a main character of New Testament, wrote the majority of the New Testament. He's my number one pick. Right? He's, he's a standout guy. Sounds good. My turn? Yeah, your turn. Okay, so remember Jacob? Yeah. Remember that guy he wrestled with? <laughs> I'm picking him. <laughs> Nobody says what he was or who he was, but okay. I want him on my team. Okay. All right. Okay, good. Good. That, that's good. I didn't think about him. 
All right, so round two. Yeah. Okay. I'm winning. <laughs> no, I know I got to get creative now after hearing Chris's first pick. Okay, so my second pick is going to be Daniel because... The name? Because of the name. He was thrown into the lion's den, and he calmed the lion. And so I think he'd be a pretty good guy. Yeah, that's good, man. All right, your pick. Okay, my number two draft pick, Adam. Yeah, because... At the beginning, there was no words, no names for things, yeah. like animals and stuff, you know? Yeah. And I could just name whatever, you know? Yeah, so, so we had to, okay, so we had to name all the animals and right, he, right. had to name everything, okay? Right, right. Okay, so round three, my pick is Gideon. Gideon's in the Old Testament and he was a, a warrior for God. So God told him to lead an army to defeat their enemies. And so when he got his army together, God said, no, 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 that's too many. And so he worked his army down to just a hundred guys. And so he led his 100 people and defeated their enemies. I mean, there was like tens of thousands of people in his enemy's army, but he defeated them just with a hundred people. That's the guy that I want on my team. <laughs> Yeah, that's good, man. All right, so last pick, Chris. Okay. Who's it going to be? Round three. Pick Moses. I mean, look, the deck was stacked against Moses. Yeah. He was sent off into a basket on a creek. He parted the waters. He led his people to uh, freedom. And that must have been really cool going through the sea parted, huh? Oh, yeah. You think he could see fish and stuff? You know? I, I'm sure he, they could. He, reaching his hand out trying to grab one? <laughs> yeah. You know kids were. You yeah. Know? yeah, that would have been wild. Yeah. All right, so there's our draft. So, so what do you think of our team? So Chris has the guy that wrestled Jacob, Adam, and Moses. And you had Paul, Daniel, and Gideon. So we're going to post this on our Facebook page. Go on there and vote for your favorite team. And next week we'll announce the winner. So Dan, you have a favorite Bible verse? I do. What is it? It's Romans 12.1. What does it say? It says, lend me your ears. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I'm just drawing a blank right now. Uh, it says, <laughs> oh, that's the one that says, therefore do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's good. Yeah, I think. Let's make sure. Romans 12.1? Romans 12.1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer you bodies as a living sacrifice, Oh, yeah, I was thinking of Romans 12, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I meant 12.1, but I, I quoted 12.2. Yeah, that's my, that's my favorite verse. It's your go-to. That's my go-to. Yep. Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. Because I have experienced God's mercy. Sure. And what Paul's saying here is, is because you've experienced God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. You love Paul. I do love Paul. He's on my team. Daniel loves Paul. <laughs> no, man, that's good stuff. Yeah, so what's your favorite Bible verse? You probably know this, right? <laughs> Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen. Right. You will seek and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Mm -hmm. uh, also, Romans eight twenty eight. For we know all things work together for the good of those who love God. Those who love Him. Matthew twenty seven. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. <laughs> so today we're talking about running from God and a character in the Bible that ran from God and things didn't turn out so well for him as Jonah. It starts out in Jonah chapter one. It says, the word of the Lord came to Jonah, and God said, go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. But in verse 3, Jonah ran away from God. So, okay, so he runs from God. He gets on a boat, 
uh-oh. And and he's going in the other direction from where God told him to go. So here comes his will. <laughs> <laughs> right. Big storms are brewing. A big storms are brewing. <laughs> I like that. So the people on the boat are like, hey, we need to figure out which one of us God is mad at. Because... You know, they believe that God sent this storm. And so they decided that it was Jonah. They pushed him off the boat. Basically, yeah. <laughs> and and Jonah admits to it. He's like, okay, 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 guys. I'm running from God. Throw me off the boat and the storm will stop. Don't try this at home. <laughs> <laughs> and and so the guys are like, okay. And they push him off the boat. So, so Jonah says, okay, guys. He's mad at me. So y'all just, y'all just push me off the boat. Simple as that. I'll go. <laughs> and then here comes this whale. But, I mean, ultimately, God was protecting him with the whale. Because otherwise, Jonah just would have drowned. And he's there for three days. I'm sure he did a lot of thinking over those three days. Sure. What do you think he thought about? Man, I ain't going to make it out of here. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I mean, really, man. What am I going to do at first, you know? Because yeah. when you're in a situation, the first thing is denial. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'm dreaming or something. There's, yeah. Like, I can get out of here. Like, watch, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he starts probably crawling up to the mouth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or the mm-hmm. other end. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure when he figured out there was no way out, maybe he became angry. Yeah. Probably angry. I don't know. Do you think he was angry at God for well, why, letting why this happen? I just, why can't I just die? Why can't I just drown? Yeah, I'm sure that's kind of what he was expecting well, to happen. Now, like, I, mean, I mean, he was expecting that he was going to die. And so now he's... In a whale. Yeah. Which is just hard to wrap your head around. Yeah. Because I guess their digestive system is different than ours. <laughs> yeah, <I guess> so. <laughs> right, and so after he goes through the, you know, being angry, maybe he bargained with God. It's like, okay, God, if you can get me out of here. Maybe then... if you just get me out of here, I'll do whatever you want. Yeah, and there is a prayer in the Bible of Jonah where he was praying to God and telling him, hey, hey, God, get me out of here. I'm all yours. Yeah. So if you're going through something and it's really dark, really hard, you know, like sometimes you got to go through really hard stuff to see that you need God. Mm, yeah. Otherwise, you may never seek Him. Right. Kind of like my story. Mm-hmm. You know, if I wouldn't have been brought to my knees, yeah. I would have not sought after God with everything I had. Right. So maybe that's what's happening with Jonah. Mm-hmm. And when Jonah got out of the well, you know that he went to do what God told him to do to begin with. So then, is there ever a time that you ran from God? Yeah. Yeah, there's been... A few times that I've run from God, the one that really sticks out in my head the most was when I was running from getting a PhD. I didn't want to get a PhD. I'd already tried to get a PhD at Tulane. That didn't go well for me. So to try to get out of getting a PhD, I had applied for for other jobs. And I had applied for this youth pastor and music pastor job in Meridian. And I had gone, I interviewed, and they were going to offer me the position. I didn't really want to go to Meridian and take this job, but I was running from something else. And that's never a good position to be in. Uh, You never want to make decisions because you're running from something. I never took the position because at the time, the church I was attending, I talked to the pastor and he was telling me that their youth pastor was about to step down and he wanted me to take over as youth pastor. Like he was going to offer me this job as the youth pastor. And so I felt this was a much better position because I didn't have to move. I mean, it was already in my hometown. I didn't have to move and it still gave me a chance to to run away from getting a PhD. 
Okay, so everything was set up. I turned the Meridian job down, and I had already talked to the head deacon of the church. He was all for hiring me for the youth pastor position. He had your back. Right, he, he, had, your... he had my back. Yeah, I mean, he was, uh, I mean, he had already given me a set of keys. I mean, it, it was it was all set up. It wasn't official yet, but um, it was going to be a done deal. You had keys. I had keys. But then one Sunday, the head deacon dropped dead on a Sunday morning. Wait, wait, the, the guy that has your back? The guy that gave you the keys? The guy that gave me the keys. He, he has a heart attack during church. And so he passes away. And I mean, it, it was hard for everybody, right? I'm not, I'm not trying to diminish you know, his life, his death. Right. But, but then it was like the very next Sunday, I'm going in to teach the youth. And the next deacon in line to become head deacon, you know, he's basically telling me, nope, nope. <laughs> And so they had found, you know, some rule in their red book that the church cannot hire church members. And I had joined this church a month before. And so since I joined a month before, nope, I could not be hired as a youth pastor. And so that door was shut. And so I took that as a sign from God that he really wanted me to get this PhD. So you had no more time to run from the PhD. MC was saying... Right. Do or die. Like this was my this was my last attempt to find another job before I was going to have to start PhD, and so I was running from God. I mean, I was basically Jonah. I was trying to run in the other direction from what God was calling me to do. Now, why was God calling me to to get a PhD? I have no idea. But looking back on it, it it was definitely God calling me to do this. I know one thing. You're uh, you encourage students. You can relate to where they're at. Yeah, definitely. I mean, going going through the PhD that was that was the hardest time in my life. Can't stress that enough. I cannot stress that enough. This guy had a family, <laughs> had a wife and kids, wife and three kids. Yeah, while doing this. All right. So listen, shout out to you, huh? Yeah. I, even even without a, a job and a wife <laughs> and three crazy, kids, man. it would have been difficult. I mean, I was so overwhelmed, so above my head. It was so over my head. It was only because God took me through PhDs. You know, again, God really wanted me to get a PhD. You can see some of the reasons now that he wanted you to get it, right? Yeah, looking now at what I'm able to do having a PhD, I'm able to to mentor students and I'm able to relate to people better who are going through hard times because I went through that hard time. And so now I'm encouraging students. I, I do this weekly encouragement email that I send out to students. It's a small thing, but I think it makes a difference in their week. It does make a difference because you know their times are hard. Right. School and yeah. you know, especially, you know, right now, you know, in this time of uncertainty. <laughs> <laughs> but God's not done. You see just a little bit of why he wanted you to get your PhD? Yeah. Okay, dude, you don't even see the big, we don't even see the big picture. You have no idea. Yeah. Put your seatbelt on. <laughs> God doesn't make us do anything because we have free will. Right. But if he wants us to do something, he's going to make sure that we do it. I mean, he's, he's going to make a way for us to do it. Yeah, he will line things up. Thing after thing after thing after thing until you tap out. Yeah. <laughs> he will, man. Uh -huh. Until you say, okay, 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 <laughs> that's it. I'm done. I'm done. I'll go, I'll go. I'm yeah. going, I'm going. <laughs> and, then, and then when you do the thing... It's not really you doing it because God's in control. Because like, he's, 
Yeah, he's with you then. Like, y'all are on the same page. Yeah, we're on the same page. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You and God are on the same page. And, and when I was working through my PhD, I saw God work so many times and doing things that it was just obvious that it was him. But once you turn to him. You know, a- after you finally surrender. G- give up and yeah. surrender and say, okay, God, I know you're telling me to do this. I'm going to do it. You don't even have to be 100%. He's still going to do it. I mean, because when I did PhD, I wasn't all in when I went to. I I, I kind of went kicking and screaming, which is kind of what Jonah did too. You know, when he went to prophesy to the Ninevites, he wasn't all for it. You know, Jonah went, but he still. I don't think Jonah had his his whole heart into. He just it. didn't want to be in that well anymore. Uh, right, exactly. And my but my attitude was, I'm going to go until I fail and they kick me out. But but I, I saw God working. All throughout those four and a half years. That's how he works, man. Yeah. Like he allows you to go through this really hard time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you look to him. Mm-hmm. And then he says, watch this. Hold my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. then he he allows you to see this light. Yeah. It's just enough to get you through to the next phase. Right. And then there's some more light. Yeah. And then there's some more light. Mm-hmm. But you know, without a beyond a shadow of a doubt, that it's him. When you yes. see that, when you see the little hope, the little rays of sunshine poking through, that's him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he, but he makes you aware. Dude, that's how he works. That's crazy. Yes. Good yeah, story, it, man. Yeah. <laughs> but that is crazy how he allows you to go through the hardest. Like he's willing to let you go as long as you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It can get as hard as you want it to get. Yeah. You can dig the biggest hole you want to dig. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he'll let you do it. He'll let you do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, dude, it'll get hard. It can get real hard. But you, once you turn to him. You think he stands you know, over the hole and says, Chris, you ready now? You want me to throw that ladder down, bud? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think he's right there holding you. Yeah. Letting you be stupid. Keep being stupid if you want to, yeah. man. Yeah. Just whenever you're ready, just <laughs> let me know. Yeah, that's right. But then once you do... You know what I mean? Because yeah. he's there, dude. Like, when you turn to him and say, okay, 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 even mm-hmm. if it's not wholehearted. And then he says, okay, well, let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. Just watch me and see what I can do through you. I don't know about y'all, man, but when it comes to living for God, I'm down like four flats on a Cadillac, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dear God, I thank you that you hold our lives in your hand, that even though when we run from you, You never leave us and you never forsake us. You are always there and you're waiting for us to turn around and come to you. God, that takes so much love and so much grace. God, we thank you for just the incredible gift that you give us in in who you are and always loving us and being patient with us. God, I pray that we would run to you instead of running away from you. God, I pray that we would embrace your will for our lives. And I pray that we would trust you, knowing that you are good and that you have good things planned for us. And all we have to do is turn our lives over to you and watch what you're going to do. Because we know it's going to be good. Uh, We know it's going to be something far better and far greater than what we could have done on our own. So God, we give you our lives And we thank you for everything that you do. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us. Remember, you are loved. There is hope for all in Jesus Christ. You are never too far gone.